Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Common Sense American. And yeah, we got about one year to go before election 2024 kicks in. But in the meantime, all the polls are going everywhere and everyone's saying it's too early to, to uh, make any conclusions. And that's true. However, there was a recent poll, a, a general election poll that showed Trump held a double digit, a 10 point lead over current President Joe Biden. Um, and uh, of course, instantaneously, pretty much every mainstream media source were scrambling to tell you how that's misleading, how it is too early, how there's other factors involved in that particular poll that, uh, uh, you know, should be discounted or not taken so, so heavily. Um, but there are rumblings on Capitol Hill that Democrats really are not, they're just not going to let Biden run again. They think he can't win. Um, and they're lining up people that might be a, a solid replacement. We've heard about Michelle Obama. We've heard Gavin Newsom. Um, neither of those individuals have said that they have any intention of running. In fact, Newsom has said that uh, he's definitely not running and that he's basically going to put all his efforts in helping Biden get reelected. Uh, however, it, there may come a time within the next year where someone will have to step in. I mean, something may happen health-wise to Biden or things could get, the polls sh will start to um, reflect a, a greater dislike of Biden. And if it starts to become clear that Biden has a, has a lesser chance of winning, uh, Democrats will absolutely make some sort of move um, because they can't, they just absolutely cannot abide the idea of losing power. Um, and what I want to talk about this, this week is uh, recently, I saw another, one of the other things we see is the betting odds on some of these uh, favorites. And currently for re Republicans, uh, Donald Trump is, it's, it's Trump and then everybody else. It's not even close. It was, there, it looked like there was a glimmer of hope for other candidates, uh, say, four or five months ago. Um, but right now, it's, again, it's not close. I think I saw, I mean, it's, it's he, he's dominating by such a giant gap that unless he is legally stopped from running. It looks like he'll absolutely be the nominee. I mean, uh, I, a lot of people were thinking it was going to be Trump DeSantis. Uh, and maybe that would go down to the wire and DeSantis is a strong contender, but he dropped off the face of the earth uh, a few months ago. And since then he has just not been able to claw his way back. Um, he's, he's come back a little, uh, there's been a little bit of a bounce, but nowhere near, to the level where he'd be competitive uh, against Trump in the in the GOP nomination process. Nikki Haley has jumped a little bit. She's gone from being sort of a, a way outside contender to being a real contender. Uh, some polls put her actually at number two, even ahead of DeSantis. Um, Ramaswamy, he had a surge uh, briefly there, but he's fallen back. I, it really is Trump and everybody else. And the reaction, of course, from the left is just... Trump derangement syndrome is at an all-time high. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. It's higher than it's been at any point when he was president. Um, and it's because the media has had more time to uh, whip the left into a manic uh, frenzy. They don't, they really are, not only are they demonizing Trump to a really unhealthy level, um, but they are not, they've now reached a point where it's a mob mentality on the left. Uh, where they don't even care what uh, what his accomplishments may have been as president. They don't care what his stance is on anything. They really don't. They just want him stopped. They just hate him. Um, and 
I think what the really ironic part of this whole thing, and this is the crux of my show today, the really big irony here is why Trump is leading by so much, why he's back, why he was even president in the first place. Um, I always, I'm always tempted to do this. I don't really, I never come across any liberals, even though I live in a heavily blue state. I, I sort of, I have to keep to myself because I live in a heavily blue state. We don't have freedom of speech in blue states. Um, and, you know, you will be attacked, literally, if, if you even come out that you're against the regime in any way. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. Um, so we stay pretty quiet. Uh, you know, we, we stay under the radar. We don't want people to know. But if I ever did come in contact with a liberal or a Democrat, I, I mean, the first thing I would say is, look, you, you hate Trump, I get it. You think he should be lynched. And, and bear in mind, these people are brutal. They would have no problem with him being assassinated. None. They can say that they do just to save face and sound somewhat sane. You know what? In their heads, they don't care. They'd actually prefer it. That's how far gone they are. Um, but I would love to sit there and tell them, say, look, the only reason Trump is here right now, the only reason he is dominating uh, the polls, the only reason he was president, the only reason he might be president again, there's only one reason, and it's you. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's you. It's you and all the insane, radicalized ideals that you have embraced, you and your whole nasty ilk. Because if you hadn't gone that far off the deep end, if we weren't looking at an absolute crumbling society right now, which we are, Trump would not be here. He would, If he was, he wouldn't be a factor. If Trump ran 30 years ago, like you know, maybe when I was in high school or college or something, 30, 35 years ago. If he ran then, it, he would sort of be a joke. He'd sort of be one of those celebrity runners that just, it's its a PR gag. There's no hope. He'll, he'll never actually get the nomination. He's not a politician. There, there's no way. He's not, it, he, it's really more, it'd be more of a running joke. It really would be. Because the country was not in the position it's in now. Um, and the reaction of people, Republicans and conservatives, would not be, oh, we need someone like Trump to push back. Um, Trump, you know, the left is going to brand him as extreme. Okay, you're trying to tell me that you haven't gone extreme? Of course you've gone extreme. So the logical reaction is to find somebody extreme to push back with. That's what the right is doing and has been doing. And the more extreme the left gets, and the more it becomes clear that this country is in a downward spiral, and it's in a downward spiral with Democrats in full control, by the way, um, then, of course, they're going to embrace the person that previously looked as if he was trying to stem that tide. And when he left, things got monumentally worse, so we want him back. Um, the border has completely broken. There is no evidence of any security whatsoever. Um, illegals are swarming into the country at a rate that is beyond stunning, and they're doing nothing. The first, the, pretty much the only real goal uh, of, the, of the federal government, that an ongoing responsibility of theirs, is to protect this country, and they're not doing it. As far as I'm concerned, every single one of them is guilty of, of treason for this. this. This has become a massive plague. This has nothing to do with, oh, we should keep our borders open, we accept, you know, 
everybody and we have to be equitable and we're, we we're, we have to give people chances. And stuff. We are not seeing people coming from, these are not refugees. Take a look at the people swarming in here. The percentage of those that have criminal records is shockingly high. I've seen estimates as high as 90%. Okay, but even if it's not that, it's very, very high, as most of the other estimates say. On top of which, they're trying to paint them as these poor, war-torn... We're not coming from places of wars, they're just coming from crap-hole countries. That's not our responsibility. And it's not a war, and they're not refugees. And by the way, all the people you see streaming in, take a look at these videos. Take a close look. Look who's coming. There's no women and children in those groups. Not zero. It's like two. They're all young men all usually between the ages of 18 and 30. That's what they are. That's basically an invading army. They, they're not refugees in any way. They are absolutely that. These are not incompetent people from where they come from. They just want to come here and take stuff. That's really all they want. We are attracting the lowest of the low and we're paying for it. That's the plain and simple bottom line. That's nothing to do with their skin color. That's nothing to do with xenophobia. We are attracting the lowest of the low. I'm all for immigration, legal immigration, that helps to bolster this country with people from other parts of the world looking to come here and embrace our ideals and work for this country, at, emphasis being on work, um, and not just simply be another drain on the system, which is all these people are. Not only are they a drain on, this, on the financial system, they're a drain on the health system, they're a drain on the justice system. They are straining this country to its breaking point, and they're not doing a thing about it, all because of political correctness and no other reason. Now, that's just one example. We are seeing just mind-boggling uh, videos popping up of places like Detroit and Philadelphia and, and Oakland and some of the worst parts of the country where civilization is clearly done. There isn't any. It's just a bunch of thugs running amok in the streets, just looting everything they can see in sight. This isn't, this isn't an isolated thing. This is not... This is not uh, an isolated thing in one particular part of the country brought on by a particular event. Um, say, for example, like the OJ trial or something like that, right? Or the race riots uh, of the 70s. This, that, 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 that's isolated, and it was brought on by a particular event. This is happening all over the country because civilization is not allowed to function at any rate. We are not doing anything justice-wise, and we're not doing anything in terms of society in order to say, you know, this is, this is not acceptable, and we're going to do something to stop it. It's all just flying way out the window. And people are being hurt because of this. People who live here, regular, innocent individuals going about their lives who can't live near this anymore, but some people are forced to. They have no choice. They're stuck. And the more of that you see, the more you're going to hear people go, yeah, we want Trump. We want Trump because he was strong against these things. And we're seeing these particular things completely break the country. If this was 30, 35 years ago, we didn't have this, and Trump was the way he is now, I don't think he would be getting a whole lot of play. They, most people on the Republican side have been like, yeah, you know, he's all right, but he's just, he's a little too nuts for us. He's a little too far gone. Now you see him as somebody who's, um, yeah, he's a, he's a little over the top, but he's a fighter who's going to fight back. And you, hey, he could be found guilty. He already was found guilty. Of, of, uh, of in the business field. He had that verdict that came against him in the federal court yesterday. Um, and it's, there's no doubt he's done unethical things and broken the law on the business side of things. Pretty much most billionaires have, let's face it. 
um, it, here and there. I mean, it just happens, and he's found guilty, so it's no huge surprise. Whether or not he's found guilty of anything regarding 2020 and election interference, at this point, that's irrelevant to his supporters, because despite the fact that a fair percentage of them believe that 2020 was stolen, um, that there was some evidence, at least some viable evidence, that there was something unreliable, funny going on with the whole system and the counting of the ballots, especially the mail-ins, all of that, not to mention the fact that even if they don't believe it, they see this country in a tailspin that's only going to worsen if they allow the current regime to maintain. And they are acting like a regime. They're acting authoritarian and tyrannical. They are. They want to take away parental rights. It's very clear that they do. Um, they've made it plain that, that they want to do that. This whole your child is everybody's child thing, which is straight communist, by the way. Um, all of that is not going over well. And... They've pushed it so far that they are, like I said, they have always, there have always been people willing to fall on the sword for the sake of insanity, for the sake of political correctness and radical ideology that is so far removed from reality that is, um, that they can't even, there, there's no even real talking about it because you don't negotiate with people who are out of their minds. Problem is, it's their fault. I, it just is. You've taken it this far. You are putting legit freaks in control of certain things and praising them and pretending that trans is not a mental issue, which forever throughout human society was proven that it is, and that these puberty blockers and all these drugs are given to kids that they don't cause problems, which of course they do. Um, and we have, I mean, we have the rest of the world looking at this country. And if you go to the rest of the world and take polls, you will find that they think we are A, nuts, and B, in steep decline. And the numbers bear that out. Our education numbers are in the toilet. Our productivity numbers are in the toilet. Our financials are in serious trouble. Fi inflation is not under control, as anybody who went to go buy a carton of eggs in the past year realizes. Crime is not under control. The border is not under control. Our rights are being attacked pretty much everywhere we look. And all they have as a solution is the same old crap, which isn't working. Open border doesn't work. Um, telling parents that they have no rights doesn't work. Telling uh, individuals that you're simply going to listen to us and do what we say and just shut up. That's not going over well either. All of this has created Donald Trump. It's like he's a manifestation of the, of, the, of the millions of people in this country who have freaking had it. When he won the 2016 election, it came as a bit of a surprise, or a really big surprise to the left, who didn't really believe that there were enough people who were, who were pissed off about this to really matter. That, and didn't really believe they'd gone that far, that far off the deep end. Uh, one of the reasons they didn't believe it is because the mainstream media never showed it to them. They don't cover conservative news. Never, they still don't. They they tell you that we're a very tiny minority and don't worry about them. And they're just backwards Neanderthals and they'll be a race with time. And don't worry about it. They have no real power until Trump comes in and just sweeps everybody away. And that election was not close. Um, and, you know, if you compare that to the 2020 election... Um, it's it's difficult to say what exactly happened. It's as if the people who voted for Trump 
still voted for him, but the other half of the country stepped up and said, well, no, he's too nuts. We can't have this. We want to go down the dark route, which is the darkness of liberalism, which absolutely is regression in its most purest form. Um, we're going to just do that because we can't, we just can't take anymore. And, and they've had four years, four years of the MSM, again, whipping them into a frenzy, saying we can't allow, he's going to destroy everything. He's anti-democracy. He's a tyrant, blah, blah, blah. If you do that for four years, you're going to get a lot of weak-minded people to just go, yeah, okay, I won't vote for him then and I'll make sure to vote for somebody else, even though he's a doddering, half-senile fool. Um, so, but when we come around to 2024, Biden's even worse off. And now that we've seen what four years under him has wrought, uh, and your your options are somehow even worse. <laughs> you know, you got Newsom, you got Harris, you got... I mean, has anybody noticed that they're not even talking about Democrat uh, presidential nominees? Like, that never even comes up. They don't even mention it at all. Um, a lot of it is, I think, because they're trying to keep it under wraps for who they're grooming in order to take over if Biden just suddenly collapses or if his support collapses. And it looks like it might be going in that direction. Um, he's losing uh, very critical voting blocks. He's losing the Hispanic vote. He's losing the black vote in a lot of areas around the country that used to be pretty firm blue. Um he is losing, he has lost a lot of that because a lot of people are looking at their lives and go, whether they vote right or left and going, you know, this is no good. I can't be, I can't be having this. We'll all be broke. Or if we're not broke, we're all going to be in immense debt and we're going to be in danger every time we set foot outside our home. This is not America. This is not the way things should be. Um, which means that because Trump is such a polarized fit, they might not vote for him, but they also just might not vote at all. Um, they might just say, I don't, I don't want any part of this. Uh, but the end result is that you're, you're still going to have the press and education and entertainment, again, uh, turning this into a mob mentality where they're going to do anything and just spit and scream and snarl and act like the animals they've become. And the more that becomes evident to normal human beings like us, the more it becomes evident that they've lost their minds the more Trump is going to be a thing. If you hadn't lost your minds, if you hadn't gone this far, if you hadn't reached the point of complete and utter lunacy, Trump would not be a thing. I promise. You've pushed people to this point. He may, there are so many people out there right now, I'm telling you, who are going, you know, I'm really not a Trump guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not totally on board with this, with this dude. However, if we can, the, we've gone so far in the other direction that we can know that is no longer sustainable, not sustainable in any way, which means we have to do this. Some people are seeing him actually, believe it or not, as the lesser of two evils. You let the country keep going in this direction, we're screwed. At least Trump might do something to help. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things, and there's a lot of things he did not deliver on during his term. I mean, he 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 made a big show about trying to fix the healthcare system. That really didn't happen. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of things he could have done better, um, and maybe you know people are remembering that. But the things that are crushing this country right now, he was big on. For example, illegal immigration, not immigration. The man never once said he was against migration, not ever. He said he was against illegal immigration. 
Two different things. By the way, that's everybody in the world. That's every major world leader going, yeah, no, we don't allow people to just come into the country, attack our citizens, and take our stuff. No, we don't allow that. Why? Because, I don't know, it's called common sense. doesn't matter where they came from. doesn't matter what color their skin is. That's irrelevant. So, when you look at the country as it stands now, Donald Trump is a phenomenon that has arisen out of the ashes of what was once a proud country. And I say ashes because it really feels like that. We are seeing burned out husks of towns that exist now because people, they just run it over. We see migrant camps, of, and again, illegals, taking over hotels, parks. We see people in, in cities going berserk. We see looting. We see inability to enforce the law. We see fewer and fewer cops and cops having less and less capability of enforcing that law. We see courts doing nothing. We see corrupt judges. We see all of this. And we see, not to mention, a financial system that really is teetering. Everybody's just sort of thinking we're all hunky-dory because people are seemingly okay. They're, if you listen to economic experts who cite the, the insane amount of debt that people are carrying as if they don't care, leftists are notorious for this. They're just going to carry debt until the dead and believe that in a socialist world, which is what they want, everything should be paid for, including their debt, which is why they were on board with the uh, student loan forgiveness and why they were on board with all forms of credit forgiveness. Hell, I ain't going to pay for that. Yeah, I borrowed it. That was me, but I'm not going to pay for it. This is what these freaks actually believe, and they actually believe it's sustainable. All of this doesn't work. It's proven it doesn't work. And now we're starting to see the effects, and you're going to see more of that over the course of the next year. So, Unless we start to see some sort of bounce back from the country as a whole, unless you pull it back, unless the radicalization of the left eases in some way, and I don't see how that's possible because that's all the only thing they know how to do, unless you see that Trump will continue to be a thing. You want to solve the Trump problem? You want him to go away? You want that to happen? You need to shut up. You need to pull everything back and realize just how far you've gone into the realm of darkness and lunacy. If you can do that, I promise Trump will lose a lot of power. Trump will lose a lot of influence because there are a lot of people on the right that are not giant fans of him and are only reacting to your lunacy by saying, okay, fine, we're throwing Trump at you. You hate him. Great. Here. We hate you too. That's who you're getting. And... You know, if it was 30, 35 years ago, I bet DeSantis would be winning. He's, he's, he's just, he's more of a guy. He's a politician. He's, he's younger. He's, he's, he's got the ideals that most conservatives embrace. He's, he's, he's a good guy. It'll work, sure. But in this world, in the way things are in this country, Trump is the man. And he is the man because of liberals, because of the radical ideology that they have allowed to destroy this country. That's why. It's the only reason. He is a reaction. You know, that's what he is. He's a force of nature as a reaction to people going, I don't feel like having my country destroyed. So anyway, that's my point. I think it's kind of ironic. It's great. Uh, I, you know, the left, I'm sure they don't believe it, but it's the way it is. And, you know, I'm not the only one who said there have been some Democrat leaders who have uh, hazarded this as a guess saying, you know, maybe we wouldn't be in, maybe Trump wouldn't have this much power if we weren't so insane. There are a few people, even on the left, who have said it, and they're right. So I'm just saying, you need to bring that out more uh, if you want to get rid of them. Otherwise, you keep pushing harder in the other direction, Trump's going to become an even bigger power. He's going to be have, have even more influence. It's going to become a bigger phenomenon.
So you get, you know, you reap what you sow, right? That's what it is, leftists. So that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Uh, and uh, again, remember always to make your voices heard, even if you're going to be in a difficult part of the country and they don't want to hear you. But keep enforcing, uh, keep uh, using that First Amendment to your advantage as long as they'll let you have it. So that's it for me, and I will see you again next week. Thank you.